Gotta gotta take that uh, VR off. <laughs> you gotta take that VR off, brother. And now, the deep homie guide to the 21st century. What's up, fools? Hello. July 6th, 2021, deep homie guide. God. Here we are with RJ McCarthy in the studio. Hello. P. Daddy Woods. What's going on, guys? Oh, uh, <laughs> just doing well, you know, prepping you, the house. You working. over there, you doing good? Yeah, doing man, nice? enjoying life. Yeah. <laughs> How you are you, RJ? I'm good. I'm impressed with Paul's nickname. I did not expect that. That was... Mm-hmm. It's, no. a, it's, you know, it's how I really feel about him. <laughs> P. Daddy Woods. <laughs> yeah. You got a little quiet. What happened to RJ? He's so quiet now. Now he's now, quiet. Now I'm quiet. He's yeah. a quiet man now. Oh, goodness. How Let's about see. now? Nope. Any better? Um... Goodness, this has been a fucking disaster. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, Paul. How, I, I, can you hear yourself? Did, I, yeah, it's You got palpably right. quieter, I mean, but I think we're good now. I think we're better. Yeah, you were, but like literally on the intro, you were suddenly like way, way more like loud. The radio personality yeah, was of like, Syracuse, New York. Karam Anthony. The knobs. <laughs> All right, yo, but uh, here we are, guys. This is a sweltering July day in Syracuse, man. Yeah, it's yeah. not been pleasant. It's not been pleasant. And I tried to AC this place for you guys. I really tried. I got my little AC pumping away like the engine that could in another room, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, beautiful yeah. gas-powered 48 BTU. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were just talking. We're talking about such sexy subjects. Sexy subjects. <laughs> HVAC systems. You know, RJ just oh, moved into yeah. a new house. Yep. He's growing up. You're turning into a, like a real person. Like you're going into your 30s with style. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't expect to ever have a house. So this is weird, but yeah. it's good. Yeah. You just, ex- you just expected to be like a vagrant the rest <laughs> yeah, of your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, just going from comedy club to comedy club and sleeping in the fucking green room. Yeah. But isn't that the dream when everybody gets into comedy to be on the road? That's crazy to me. Uh, what was your dream when you got into comedy? That and that and yeah. <laughs> and it changed over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a dynamic character. I, I mean, honestly, was... that like I can't imagine like spending 44 weeks a year on the road and like, you know what I mean? Like what's the fucking point in ever paying rent, having a mortgage, getting a dog, getting mm-hmm, married? Mm-hmm, you see mm-hmm. these guys come through, you know, the the clubs and and most comics, headliners that are just club comics, they're either sober Right. Miserable mm. or some other such fucking thing that Damn, yeah. sometimes both sober Correct. and miserable. Yeah, well, RJ's giving us like a behind the music like take <laughs> on regional <laughs> comedy right now. Like, cause you've been a force in comedy, bro. You're like, you're a really I, good comedian. You're force one of the best. Is a strong word. No, dude, you're you. one of uh, you're one of the few guys, not few, but there's not a lot of Syracuse comedians that destroy a room, and you you consistently destroy rooms. Well, thank you. Fucking awesome. You could have stopped at not a lot of Syracuse comedians. So yeah. that <laughs> so because I got certain people in mind. I don't want to say their we names. We got a weak scene. No, but it's a weird scene because you got a lot of beginners. Oh, and, and I'm not, then, I don't mean that to disparage anybody. I mean it. There just literally physically aren't that many comedians <laughs> yeah. when you look at places like even just Rochester and Buffalo, which aren't that much bigger. And Unfortunately, about, yeah, yeah. we don't have as many comics. I almost don't want to say Syracuse scene. I almost want to say upstate New York scene because it bleeds into each, it's each other. Right, yeah. Rochester just, to Albany, right. down to Binghamton. Mm-hmm, I don't yeah. even know if Watertown is a thing anymore. Like, oh, God, there's probably yeah, a couple no, guys over there. Ever. Well, I guess Matt Clark hibernating. Uh, lived Matt out in Clark. Watertown, but that was... Is he related to Ryan Clark? No, a funnily enough, Clark. yes, yeah. yeah. Matt, Matt Clark, Matt's this. Uh, Matt's great. He's this. I don't know if you've ever met him. He's just, oh. oh, we're signing now. Oh, nice. You you have a girlfriend that signs, or is yeah. she? Your, is she? Your, are you guys getting married? What's the deal with that? Oh, you well, guys have been together yeah. a long time. <laughs> I'm going too deep, too she quick. Would ask I didn't me mean question, to do that. <laughs> question as well. She's like uh, tapping her fucking <laughs> yeah. watch. No, we'll be together night. ten years this this year. Oh, bet. 
And uh, and yeah, she's a she's a full time uh, sign language interpreter. So. Yeah, I know that because my my ex was a, was is is currently at RIT. Ah, and they had yep. a whole thing like at Georgia Days, like she and your, oh, your girlfriend yeah, would talk yeah, and everything. That's right. So, I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, and then so he's over here signing like a good man should. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the thing now, right? You're starting to see it more on television, televised programming like Biden yep. administration. Ba ba ba. You'll see somebody in the corner doing yes. it. Yes, it is. <laughs> It is like so much of her time is full, filled up with like actual just like activism that's unpaid oh. just to be able to get access for these mm. people. I mean, it's it sucks. I mean, I kind of like open my eyes how right. like disenfranchised uh, just deaf people are or hard uh, of hearing or whatever. I mean, gotcha. yeah. Yeah. So but it's a but it. I guess it seems like the currents are in her direction. Is what I'm saying is true. Yeah, right? no, I mean, there's definitely a lot of good momentum, um, but yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like the work is like literally never done, from like the small scale all the way up to you know. So the she, big stuff. But I, so it sounds like she's doing a lot of extracurricular stuff, which is great for the yeah, community, for sure. Um, but does she get a lot of gigs? Like, is that a largely yep. employed thing? Even yep. in yeah, Syracuse? It's, it's her. It's we're not in New York or LA. Like. Yep. There's um and there's. That she she's a lot of hospital work. So at the hospitals, they always right. need somebody to you know do interpretation and stuff. And then there's um, a large community of deaf refugees in Syracuse on the north side. Um, yes, and and other places. I just feel like the north side is where they put all the refugees. It just <laughs> yeah, seems that way. I lived there for two years. Way, yeah. they're, they're known as deaf refs, right? <laughs> yes, that's the, that's the technical term uh, for them. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So she yeah. works with the deaf refs. That's great. Yeah, the deaf refs. And the, at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. It's probably St. Joe's, right? I don't know. Yeah, St. Joe's, Upstate, Krause. And so these days, are they just zooming her in on the phone? No. Or are they calling her? Uh, that's actually been a, a point of contention um, because the, it doesn't translate. It's like comedy. Uh, and and that's, that's been one kind of like fun thing ever since she started is there's been like a lot of parallels with her job and comedy. And mm. I feel like... A lot of people, a lot of comics try to find that with their either significant other or friends that have like a certain very public facing job. Mm-hmm. Um, then there are a lot of parallels, like even just from like, you know, like a, a community standpoint where, yeah. you know, like we have like a comedy community and like a scene that the same thing exists uh, within like the interpreting community yeah. like, or scene or whatever. Sure. And there's uh, and there's drama too. So I bet. But the point of contention is... Do, so they don't want. They, she doesn't want to come on Zoom. Uh, a lot of people. The latency they, and all that other stuff. Or right, the, people, and they'll and they'll do it when it's necessary. Especially you know because the the main thing is what makes the deaf person or the consumer most comfortable. They always come first. Yeah. Um. And if they prefer it, then of course. But if not, yeah. They, there's this other thing that's um. It's a more corporate. It's called VRS, which is like a video relay service. Whoa. And there's been a lot of places that are using them and these are people who could live in like iowa and they'll take jobs here in syracuse because they're just doing it over video oh okay and it's not the ideal way to get that access right yeah right i just didn't know with covid and everything because everybody's going digital yeah yeah all the zoom classes and and all the zoom Mm stand-up uh comedy i did one comedy festival last summer and the Ithaca Comedy oh, Festival yeah? was totally online. Oh, Very wow. strange. I, I enjoyed it. I did I had a good set, but I mean like and for How do you know? Because I had a lot of <laughs> you could hear it. The latency okay, wasn't like right. horrible. The latency, like I'm I, I gotta say living in twenty twenty one, it's a lot better than it was twenty eleven. Like sure. the latency, the speed of the ping, mm-hmm. the five we're getting to five G, but we're at the four G, the Wi Fi, it's not bad. Okay. You know, it's, Ooh, goodness. Sorry about that. Of revenge of the latency. It was like, nah. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you talk shit on me? Technology's not there yet. <laughs> um, but uh, the problem I had with it with the with the show was, mm-hmm. a lo- and actually, it's a long story. But basically, a lot of people were just obviously reading their notes. Oh. Like it was like insane. Like everybody, or well, not everybody, but some. And some people were so bad at it. Like I actually, it's so funny with my ex girlfriend. We actually put together a, 
a whole ghetto teleprompter. Because I, <laughs> I also was reading, but I was like across the entire room, and she's like down there. She's like, well, at least you had some professionalism. I had some professionalism, but some yeah. people were just in this, like the Ithaca Comedy Festival, just like. <laughs> and then I went Audible to the page. I turns. went to the meeting, and no, but it was really the eyes. It was like, and and the, and somebody had glasses. You could see the glare of the t- uh, the, oh, L- the LCD. There's like, oh yeah, and then Australia. We went to like, it's just like their eyes were going left to right, and I was like, this is that's unfortunate. Really weird. Like I tried a lot harder to cheat than you did. Like, yeah. did, you, did you do any comedy festivals during COVID? Oh no, no, yeah. <laughs> I I mean I didn't I I didn't even do all but one or two virtual mics. So you've been hibernating. I yeah. I mean I well, and you know what's fun is just about every single person, with some notable exceptions, that I started with has quit comedy in some capacity mm. and i never have um so i kind of just took that opportunity to quit comedy yeah. when i didn't have a choice so yeah. <laughs> i was like this will fit in nicely here and uh and even then i didn't you know i mean if there was i think we did mics at mikey's up until they canned it in august of last year and then uh i had a was it all the way to august i, I guess it was so. i thought there was i thought there was a time where we stopped and then yes, yeah. Ellinger tried to restart it, and there was maybe one, two, three mics before. There was a good handful, and then yeah, and then Tom Willard, the the oh, fucking piece of shit, got Rochester in there based and comic. He's de- this is the most ironic this conversation. Is, this is a crazy. At the same time, fun. he's talking about the, the yep. rights of the deaf, but the, then on the R- other hand, RIT and a lot of them out there fucking hate him. We got this Tom Willard. Guy. He's constantly going too far with the he, activism. Almost. He takes he, well because he takes it and he puts it in front of himself whenever he wants something personal and it's not the right way like to be an activist. Like he wants an interpreter, he wants no. an interpreter type shit at like a fucking shitty right. bar on a Tuesday night that there's two guys that kind of thing, right? Yeah, That's kind of and, the energy. And 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 let's and to be fair, legally based on what the rules say, he can request access to an interpreter and if they don't do it, there is the potential for there to be some blowback because it is ultimately subsidized in taxes and all that. But for a fucking bar, like imagine O'Day's to try to get all that together. Come on, pal. You're fucking everybody. You know what I mean? And that would be the gig everyone wants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Because I mean, so for people at home, Tom, Tom is a stand-up comedian in Rochester who is no, he's he's a, a deaf, guy who, is a deaf, who wants to do comedy and, and fucks a, things up for everybody. But he's deaf. And yes, so deaf, when he yeah. does comedy on stage, he actually needs an interpreter. How does that even work? He I don't doesn't. Even, he's he's he's, he uh, he's oral. Yeah. Like mm. so like he, he will speak um and and you know and that's but he can't hear. So it's intelligible though, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. You can okay. you can understand him and, and that's how a lot of uh, a good Great deal of deaf people will will do that and can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, but uh, he's one of them. And there's like and, a weird history of like almost like a repression with that. Like a lot of the schools only taught oral yes, for a long time. Yeah, and he. Uh, I learned that from my ex. You know. Yeah, and he's old, and he grew up with that shit, and he's got a fucking chip on his shoulder. Mm. So he, I I get it, mm-hmm. but he he's always about everything the wrong way because there were people who were willing to meet him halfway, right? And he just said that's not enough and overstepped him again. So so long story short, but this time it wasn't even the ASL stuff, the deaf stuff. It was COVID stuff, right? That got all the regional mic shut down in August. Right, last and that's year. how you know he's a piece of shit, and it has nothing to do with his deafness. Right. He uses his deafness to try to make a platform for himself, and then. T- takes the opportunity to do something like rat on shows, which he did. It, he did it to New York City shows too, mm-hmm. a place he's barely ever been. Right, no right. Connection. Three, to four whatsoever. hours away, five hours away. Yeah, it, and he would rat on their shows as well. So <sighs> yeah. he's a well, bad guy. Yeah. Wow. 
Keeping us Public safe, enemy though, right? One. Right, yeah. I mean, don't get uncomfortable. Could, he will never hear this. So could you guys? <laughs> even, if, <laughs> even if he downloads it and plays it from beginning to end, oh I promise. It, we're safe. That's really funny. Yeah. So oh I, I have some questions, but I also, you know, as a half member of this community, I don't feel like I can claim being deaf just being half deaf. Are you uh, half deaf? Yeah, yeah, I'm deaf. Yeah, that, no, I mean, I would assume that counts. I mean, I'm I mean, no, eventually I'm no I won't expert. be able to hear, basically, is what it oh, seems like. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> no, I mean, like, as I get older. Oh, okay. But All I only right. got yeah, one no, ear. But so, I mean, you know. that, but that's actually a good, I mean, like, if I were my girlfriend, I would be telling you immediately to learn sign language. And oh, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. People have so, suggested it. Yeah. But I what feel did, so left What did out. you guys mean um, when you said um, orally, like it was only taught orally? Oralism. For a long time, what does that mean? students, children growing up in America and other places probably, um, there wasn't, they didn't encourage the language, the hand they, signs. Oh, sign language. They encouraged yeah. them to read lips and mm. just somehow talk, even though they couldn't hear, you know, themselves talking. The idea was to blend in. Oralism. And, and you know, try to do your best to be a, a normal member of society or whatever. Okay. And, uh, yeah. and, the, and the term to, to denigrate. That, and what what that that system is called is like you know you have racism so you have autism mm. and that's that's how they uh, so so it's, those are oddest practices now and and anywhere that does teach that is super super regressive compared to what they have now okay so yeah so like like if you're um, prejudiced against deaf people you're an autist yep. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Got to keep that in the bag as I go deafer and deafer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Shouted at people. Are you getting yeah. deafer and deafer? Yeah. Uh, I mean, no. I'm doing okay. okay. It's not like I'm. I'm. It's not like I've been given this like a terminal hearing. You know what I mean? Like, but are you like stone deaf in one so, ear? So or yeah, yeah like... I, I cracked my skull when I was thirteen. Oh, and that's the and, same. Uh, and uh, incident as that... a result, I was deaf in my right ear. So Jesus, I'm pretty much completely unusable. Yeah. I am legally blind in my right eye. Oh my gosh! I know, and you can't—you're colorblind oh as well, my God. right? Colorblind as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, blind. from birth, yeah. It's oh. just—I uh, just have a really shitty eye. <laughs> so why not a monocle? Sucks ass. A monocle. a monocle. That's a good idea. I do have some sight in it, and it—I—they it, claim that it's better than none at all. But to me, it's just a dick taste. What cause... do you see when you look <laughs> through the one eye? Um, it's—it's it's a more like a lack of like you know um. This always confused me until I realized I'm legally blind in one of my eyes and I have a good example of it. But blindness is not blackness or anything. It's just like a lack of sight. So literally, it's it's the strangest thing. You can't quite describe it. It's just like I have very minimal sight out of it. It's, there's this whole area that's missing, and it's not like it's something you can track because it's the eye. You know what I mean? So when you look, it moves. Okay. It's, it's okay. very, very, yeah. It's like, you know, I try to describe color to somebody who's, Never seen but like kind of geographically, thing. it's like you're missing the South America, or K- kind of. It's more. It's more of like the this sort of quadrant in like the lower lower left hand side, lower, like my western. Left. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the that, part but... that you can see is clear, but it's just like weird because of that. Or... Um, no, I mean it's still bad. That's it's still bad. Fucking insane glasses. These are like I had to pay like three hundred dollars to get these as thin as they are and they're still I that's some expensive thick stuff. boys. I'm yeah. actually pretty pretty blind too. I'm pretty oh, nearsighted. Yeah? What's your shit? I'm like close to like a negative five or so. Uh mine's like plus six five. Plus plus? I thought 6. it was negative. 2, 5. Well I'm I'm not near I'm far sighted. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're you're only a stop and a half worse than me in the other direction. All right, nice. So I'm pretty. Yeah, it's great. It's great <laughs> having to work. I'm wearing contact lenses, but oh, my go, my yeah. I know what you're talking about because my glasses also are like thicker because it's gotcha. bad enough. They're like, yeah, it's pretty bad, dog. And gotcha. I didn't know if you were serious about the deaf thing because through my life, at least when I was uh, like a teenager and stuff, 
like I progressively got, it was weird. I got pro progressively worse vision. It sucked. Every, every year I'd go back to do, it was like, yep, we're going to have to crank them up. I'm like, what? When is it going to end? Did it level off after a while? It now is mostly level. Nice. Like yeah. it's I had a prescription maybe like three, three years ago mm -hmm. and then I just got it re renewed and it got like a quarter stop worse. So gotcha. it's slowed tremendously. It was like, and then all of a sudden maybe in the twenties or so. Gotcha. Wow. But is yours leveled now? More or less. I think I just went up uh, 0.25 uh, this past mm -hmm. eye exam, but that was the first time in like three years. So okay, yeah, yeah, it's not accelerating or anything. Yeah, but I do have a shitload of floaters now, and it drives me crazy. Oh really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. To the point where it bothers you? <laughs> yeah, like wow. uh, any anything like uh, like a white screen on the TV or the computer. I just see them everywhere. But otherwise, right. it doesn't like get in the way of too much actual real life stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. they can't do like the anti flare stuff on that type of lens. It's just too thick. No, because it's the, the yeah. I don't I don't know what there's. Floaters I know they're internal. Yeah, they're like inside the eye. It's oh. like some of your shit like hardening and then like floating around in there. Yeah. And get this, this is the the craziest thing I've ever heard. The way they treat that yeah. is they suck all of the fucking goo out of your eye oh, and fill it back up with saline. Oh god. Yeah, isn't that? Terrifying. So the eye is like basically withered up. Like yeah. A, yeah, they just and suck it's just all like a and it's just like reinflated <laughs> yeah. like a balloon. And, and it turns out that that process will for sure cause cataracts later on. Jeez Louise, <laughs> sign your death contract here. I know, right? Isn't so maybe you could do it when you're like seventy, though, when you're like, oh, it'll happen in twenty years. When I'm yeah, dead. and apparently like, there's there's actually this new treatment this guy's trying to get off the ground where it's um the shit that they use to dilate your eyes. Yeah, uh, you use a uh, like a like a. A one one hundredth strength of that, and it opens mm. your pupil up just ever mm. so slightly. Okay. So it, the way it lets light in changes how it's reflecting and right. shadowing those floaters in your eyes. Sure, so sure, sure. hopefully that gets a larger aperture permanently. Or yeah. Yep. Have you guys ever had your eyes dilated? Yeah. Oh yeah, I hate that shit. Um, it like crippled me. I like literally won't do it again. Oh, it's a nightmare. I isn't was it? literally in a, a mess for like almost a full day. Like really bad. <laughs> so much so I don't think. I'm well, I know that you seem to have. It's, you suffer from headaches. Yeah. You suffer from. You had a lot of concussions. That's all sort of in the same window because you have uh, higher light sensitivity. Absolutely. When you increase oh, the dilation yeah. of your eyes, the aperture gets bigger. It's letting more light in. Yeah. yeah. It was. And like he doesn't like to even go out in the sun, so it oh, makes a lot yeah. of sense. I, ew, fuck He's a vampire. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someday, right? You got to be the thickest vampire I've ever done. Seen. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of blood, man. Goddamn. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Um, fucking hell! But uh, yeah, it's fun having disabilities, isn't it? It's great. Yeah, I know, especially <sighs> such mild ones. You know, I actually I'm very, very positivistic. Like I'm very positive about scientific progress. Like mm -hmm. I feel like, like if you just look around, it's like we're living in this crazy world. Like I can, you know, we can video call like right. China in two right. seconds. Like it's it's, mm -hmm. it's accelerating so fast, tech and science. For sure. I do kind of feel like maybe in our millennial lifetimes. They'll be able to just like transplant some new eyes that grew in the lab for your ass. Yeah, may, I mean, I think that's the only way to go is like cloning shit because like any of this like cyborg stuff. Like, have you ever seen like the <laughs> oh they created an eye for someone to see for the first time mm. and it looks like the fucking predator in two D <laughs> or something? It's like the worst shit. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh yay, like <laughs> right, right. It's like a creepy like pong or something. Like yeah, it's just like it's... Atari level graphics. Right. It's like what are they doing? Yeah, it's, uh, Did they call Nvidia. Like, come computers on. ain't it, pal. It's <laughs> 
Oh, even that though, man, because the shit with the Tesla and the autopilot, that's they're all developing right. all sorts of different monitors, right. all sorts of new stuff, lidar and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. who knows, man, what the future could hold. Yeah. Either way, but I I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking that maybe in 20 years they might grow you and I. For sure. Yeah, I'd have them implanted in my hand so I can be like that thing from Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Just scare the shit out of kids. It's like the poster of that shit. Yeah. I always see it on it's Netflix. Like, it's really <sighs> freaky. Man. So anyway, RJ. Part of the reason why I can't had you come in today is to talk about kind of the Syracuse stand-up scene. Like sure. you've been a part of it for a while, yeah. right? How yeah. long? How long uh, ago did you start old stand-up, and what made you want 20, to do it? Twenty fourteen. Um, I had Six, seven, seven years, years ago. Yeah, a little over seven years what, ago. Seven. Um, which, funny enough, I actually did stand up the first time when I was seventeen, uh, as a part of an actual stand-up comedy contest that was run at my high school. At ESM. Yes. Uh, my teacher, Mr. Ward, was, uh, I guess, a former stand-up or something. I don't oh. actually know the nature of his like depth into comedy. So he had a little comedy. stand-up encourager guy. Yeah. English, yeah. He was an English teacher. Oh, he I was one of the cool him. teachers. Yeah, he was like, I think when I was 16, he was like 28. He was like one of the youngest teachers Gosh, we had or whatever. So maybe he was newer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... He, uh, you know, he was also like funny or whatever, so it was very believable that he did comedy or whatever. Okay, Mr. Ward um, mm-hmm. yeah. ran a comic book class that you could take as part of your, some of your English credit. Oh, I took out. it, still fucking failed it, but I did take <laughs> it, and it was cool. Um, read a lot of good shit in there. Yeah. Uh, but he 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 did a charity for Darfur um, mm-hmm. at the time, and it was stand for stand up for Darfur or whatever. Whoa! And wow. the, uh, the 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 idea was he got like a pool of the high school kids to go in, and you would do your your set on uh, on the morning announcements, and then you they'd vote for you online. Whoa! And oh, cool. and here's the well here's hold your hold that probably thought. just turned into a popularity contest. Uh, well, kind of, but nobody in high school. I don't think so, man. The only people, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the only people stupid enough to do it were me and like five other kids. So it really didn't get very far and get a lot of traction in mm. that particular department. Uh, and the actual doing it on the announcements, um, you did it, you, you know, all of your like classmates and peers were in there cause they were all part of the announcements. So you do your stuff, you get a few laughs and stuff, and then they would show it on the announcements when your homeroom. Well, that was the first time I watched Oh, they were myself. smart enough to pre-screen it. Thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was yeah. video announcements, right? Yes, video, yeah, announcements. video announcements. It was like was, they did yeah. like fake news in the morning, but it was all the students and all that shit. Oh. You guys um, have video announcements? You know, Nico on the news... He went to my high school and I, he was like my morning announcement guy. That's so cool, yeah. man. I wish we had that Baldensville. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, ESM's a nice school. It is. I know, yeah. You know what? Nothing but positive things to say about yeah, how much it's, I love ESM. East Side of Syracuse is bougier than the West we Side. There, but, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, okay. So <laughs> go, here we are in this contest. Ahead. Yeah. No. So, uh, you know, you do it. So I'm watching it and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting geared up one morning to watch myself go and... Um, None of the laughter that was in there carried over to the recording. <laughs> so it was just... Maybe the nope, laughter. Yeah, it was just me doing it. And then uh, to make it worse, nobody in homeroom was laughing at it. So it was just me sitting there watching me bomb with oh. 19 other people my age. Oh. And they would play it 
every day of the week until the voting was done. What? So, oh, they showed yours along with everybody else's set? And, in well, case it was, you missed it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like a bracketed thing. You'd do two v Now, were you the only one that nobody laughed at or did nobody laugh at anything? No, they just didn't give a shit. Yeah, okay, so it wasn't so. like... <laughs> but, but, you were still, time, but you were still 19, 17. Yeah, like, oh, man, I, was, I hope they like me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It was like... fucking traumatizing. <laughs> and the, That's hilarious. When it came down to it... Um, Speaking of the popularity contest, they did like this one kid more um, just because, you know, I mean, he, he did like drama club and like other shit. So I uh, the way the voting was done was online on a poll where you just, you know, you go to the website and you click who you're voting for. OK. And then you're done. Uh, there was no such thing as any kind of security or double checking at the time. Yeah. So you could just go in and vote and refresh and vote again, and it counted. Oh, okay. So that's what I did to win. Oh, you did win. <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. I, yeah, I cheated. Very the problem good. was that <laughs> I kept voting for myself, and I was like, well, that gap's too big. So I'd vote for him a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, this like, oh, instant, well, instant feedback on the, on the Yo, levels? Yeah, yeah. You just see it go up, tick up every time you voted. <laughs> And and Hilarious. I I didn't want it to be too close, but I didn't want it to be you know like close enough that he could catch me or Jeez. anything. So I yeah by the end of it like 350 votes and there's like weren't even that many kids and oh that could have possibly seen it or some shit <laughs> like yeah it was well your your class well, you still won about 300 yeah piece, about right? 300, oh, but I mean like yeah. they're you know they looked at it and they were like no way in one night no I can't <laughs> you know what I mean like that's still great though so you were crowned the, the clown champion yeah so I I won and I got clown to do champion. but that the thing was is <laughs> instead of just King, letting no. us all do the show which I think they should have done you know what I mean. Uh, they would only let the person who won do the show. Oh. So, and in, in the show was the, you know, the teacher, Mr. Ward, hosting, and then you going up and doing your fucking guest spot or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, but how long did you end up going for? I think, honestly, so at that point, once once we get all the way there, uh, that, I blacked out entirely. Like, I... Because you were so nervous. I was, I've never been more nervous for anything in my entire life. Yeah. I barely remember it. <laughs> I didn't write anything down. I just like memorized everything and oh. like would like tell it to myself in my head and shit, um, which kind of translated to how I still do it. Um, but yeah, it was horrible. Uh, it went. I mean, I heard laughs. So you had re- yeah. Yeah, I mean, I heard laughs. But I don't know what. I, I couldn't tell like if Sometimes, it was the yeah, punchline or, or if it was I'd the one I'd never person. done it before. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. That's great though. That's really cool. Yeah, no, experience. it was it was nice. And but the kid who who I cheated against, they. I think they, they couldn't prove that I cheated, so they still let him do it, too. So <laughs> we, both, we both did it. And, That's and here's, hilarious. Here's a fun point. We both, our first time ever doing stand-up, opened for Ryan Hamilton. Hmm. Do you guys know Ryan Hamilton? No, I don't, but please oh, tell right. us. Elaborate. Oh, he's, 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 he's a real pretty big New York guy. He, uh, he actually um, he opens for Seinfeld because he... he Wow. It sounds a lot like him. Oh, cool. That's, it's just kind of his He's probably got a lot shit. of clean material. That's probably brought him to the yes. high school. He is squeaky clean. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's he's great. got a Netflix special if you look him up. He's very funny. Dude, that's way better story than my announcement story. Yeah. I have, an, I have a high school announcement story. Like his ended in like a strange victory. Like it was like a creepy <laughs> yeah. victory, but he still got it. And he got on stage and everybody loved him, even though they didn't laugh during Homeroom. But for me, what happened was I was in this band in high school. Mm-hmm. I was like the lead singer and I was like rhythm guitarist. The band was called Roman Revival. Told the story in the podcast before. And uh, I was a twerp, you know, I was like 16, 17 years old and I was just like very controlling and I was just like, you know, me and the band would get into fights and stuff like that during practices sometimes. Like we played a bunch of shows and stuff and like we did great and everything, but I don't know, like we'd go to practice and I'd be like, oh no, I, I think we should do it this way. We should do it this way and do it that way and do it this way. And then one time sure. me and the main like other person in the band was like the drummer. 
Zach, who's one of my best friends, so I can tell the story, right? Like, one of my best friends, like, we got into this horrible argument about who was right about the song, and then, like, he ended up picking up his, uh, like, hi-hat stand at me and, like, coming at me with the hi-hat stand. I, but I blocked it, like, like fucking Bruce Lee, dude, like, my foot. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking took that shit and took it right to him, man. And I was like, I was on top of him, wailing on him. And then all of a sudden, he started having, like, an asthma attack. He was like, oh, my <gasps> God. <gasps> I was like, yo, Joel, get the fucking inhaler and shit. And, like, we didn't even know where it was and all this other stuff. So then I went for, like, this long walk. And then they called me. And it was like, I don't even know. Damn. So, like, this is, like, out of control. It was on the morning announcement. No. I'm, <laughs> oh, well, I thought so. I'm here in Zach's basement during practice. <laughs> oh, okay. In Radisson, in Baldensville. And uh, fucking, I ended up, so then, like, so that was just an example of bad shit happening, right? And then, like, time passes, we just have a lot of negativity and stuff. So, like, one time, like, I'm at home, <laughs> and I get this call, right? I'm like, hello? And it's fucking Zach, Joel, and the fucking new guy in the band, Josh. They're like, yeah, man, we just got to talk to you. I'm like, what? I'm like, what, man? They're like, yeah, we just don't think you're really right for the band anymore. I was like, really? I was like, I'd like go to my basement with the cordless phone. I was like, <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Just give me two more weeks, man. Just give me another week, man. Just give me one more week. I won't be a goon no more, man. I'm sorry, man. Let me just be the band, man. Oh, man. They're like, we're really sorry, dog, but it's not going to work. I was like, oh. I, I don't so, understand how you were shocked. <laughs> no, like, he, remember he picked up, he picked up the like, I was 17 that's why I was 16 uh, fair I was, enough yeah I was just like in my own world and I just thought I was like a creative genius or something and and, and hey I had written most of the first songs and they were doing well we, sure. like, one, we got second place in a bunch of battle of bands and stuff it just got really insane you know I was like the lyricist for the band I was doing all so I just got it went to my head fair enough uh, fucking uh, long story short so that's over I'm like you know I'm all upset so like a week or so later, all of a sudden, we just hear on the somehow on the announcements they're like, oh, and uh, coming up next we have a uh, Roman Revival's new song, One More Week. Uh, uh, I was like, what? And they just started fucking singing the song, and literally it was just like quoting me, like he said, "Give us one more week." No. <laughs> but we left him in the street, like all this stuff. Oh my like, gosh! And that's not even the fucking lyrics. But I was like, oh my god! Like when Damn. I was like, I found my girlfriend in the hallway. She's like, oh my god, are you okay? I was like, oh. And it was just all messed up. That's, that's, that's my only announcement story. That's so I'm awesome. jealous that's of RJ's. Uh, well, no, that's still pretty dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I remember I was like, I swear I'm going to get back. And I, didn't do I, didn't do I didn't do anything. It was just ridiculous. Oh, I was fuck. a crazy 16, 17 year old boy. You know? Fair enough. Awesome. Awesome. So, that digression aside, that was your first exposure to stand up comedy. Yep, uh, I did it again four years later when I finally got the courage. Four and, days? Uh, no, I took a comedy class, and I'm someone who's very outspoken against comedy classes, and that is how I started. You uh, go to I took, Salt City Improv? Nope. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, oh, the dude from Buffalo? The dude from Buffalo? Yes, Tim Joyce. Tim Joyce. Uh, Joyce, Joyce oh, really? is good. Okay. Tim, Tim you, is good. You don't good. like him, but he's... he's uh, no, I, <laughs> you do like I him. like Tim, and I would absolutely work with Tim again. Yeah. He's just a bit fucking crazy. He's, he's a big... He's a little loony. Can big I ask drinker. Clarify question. Clarifying question. When you say a comedy class, was it a one-day thing or was it a yep. multiple? It thing? was. Uh, it was a one-day. It was a. It was billed as a writing workshop because here's one thing that I find about like comedy classes: you get either one or two. You get people who generally don't have any idea what they're talking about, and they're trying to teach you everything, 
Or you have people who know what they're talking about, but are ashamed of the fact that they're doing a comedy class, so they call it a writing workshop. Okay. <laughs> and that's, there's literally no in-between. Yeah. I swear to God, it's, yeah. it's that or the other. And that's what Tim's was. Tim was, is a respectable comic yeah. and, and, and very, very fucking good at stand-up and joke writing mm-hmm. and clearly did not really uh, appreciate or was not proud of the fact that he was doing a comedy class, so it was mm. a writing workshop. And it was uh, from like noon to four, something like that. And it was at the Funny Bone. And, and it, was it was only one. Was it one or was it more than one? Just one class. Yeah. And I had no idea about this second part, but there was a show on right, Wednesday. Right. So it was four right. days later from Saturday. Yeah, we did oh, the same yeah. type of thing at Sharky's a couple of years ago. Mm. Were all you? of yours one day, like on the same day we had a show, right? Or no? Only with Tim Joyce. Just Tim Joyce. Mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, so you're Tim, saying yours you did, was four you did, days later. Uh, you did yeah, 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 we bought the day over at, uh, at okay. Sharky's. We rejoiced. No, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked with Tim a bunch of times since then, and I, I will always enjoy doing that. Um, but, yeah, he's... <laughs> so why are you not a proponent of comedy classes? Do you think that somebody should who's a young, aspiring comic should just get up there? I think, I think if you want to... Yep, I think if you want to do a class... That's up to you. Yeah. That's something, you know, especially like in my situation where I had, had not had any real exposure to comedy or sure, anything, sure. and I was scared. You know what I mean? I was too okay. afraid to get on stage. Yeah. I think if you've done so much as like three open mics, you're sure. wasting your money. Um, <laughs> okay. Because everything that you can learn about comedy is going to be from those mics and then from the shows that you will get from those mics and from the better shows you'll get from those shows, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just how it works. And that's why... The only real lesson that I think some people have a hard time like parsing is like just be a human, go out and try to make friends, mm. and that's all you really fucking need to do. Because being funny is something that you will figure out, and you know timing and you know your joke writing and sure. your stage presence and all that other shit. That shit will just come naturally. So it has no choice but to. Kind of thing. Yes, yeah, because yeah, because I mean, what you'll find is like the people that you meet along the way. I mean, like I'm sure you guys do it when you've done shows. You're like, oh, I think like that worked well because you did this, or you didn't do this, and that's why that joke didn't work as good as it normally does. And that reinforces all the things that a fucking comedy class can't do for you. Sure, it will never do that for you because the guy who's running it does not give a single shit about anything (laughs) that you do other than whether or not your check for the class clears. I mean, yeah, it's a cynical way to look at it, but I can see your point of view. It's cynical, sure. Uh, especially if they're like a revolving door, they've done a million classes, they might kind of just be like, it's over. Absolutely. Like, it's, it doesn't mean as much to them as it means to you. If you care enough to oh, take a sure. comedy class, sure. you care way more about this shit than the guy teaching the fucking yeah. comedy class. I got to say, though, I think, just, I think that Jeff Kinsler did a good job, when, in my experience. I don't know about yours, you know, but I did take one of his classes. He's at Salt City Improv, and I felt like he cared about us, and I felt like he gave us a lot of energy and stuff. But sure. I, I totally I, get your I take your point to the point where I have it's like, no doubt that, that that's not it's almost like it's it's helpful, but it's like not the same thing as getting on stage. There will mm. always be some wisdom that a comedian can impart on you. And that's the beauty about comedy is that everyone has a very strict set of rules and there is an equal and opposite version of them sure. that works flawlessly without following any of those rules. And that's Far just out. how it is because Comedy, in your knowledge of it, is always going to be this amalgam of these hard and fast rules that you learn from tons of different people. Sure. Comics of every level. Like, that's sure. that's where it is all going to come from. You just have to be willing to sponge it all in and consider it. Because there's going to be shit you try for fucking six months straight because someone says this is the way this is supposed to be. And you're going to find, fuck, 
That has not worked for right. me. And that's okay because it probably doesn't work for you. Because everybody's comedy is somewhat different, somewhat individual. Totally different. Yeah. And so some, one man's wisdom could really be another man's trash. I mean, it, Correct. It, it's not to say that something might not work sometimes, but... Yeah. No, yeah, and that's usually what it is. That's why comedy classes are pointless because you can't yeah. learn how to be you at a comedy class. You can just learn what one person's version of stand-up sure, is. Sure. And in the case of Jeff Kinsler, that was 25 years ago. So right. That's true. He was, he was touring in like the 80s. Was it the 80s? I didn't even know he toured. The 80s. Well. He started, yeah, it was a long time ago. It's crazy, man, because he was talking about how he did it in the heyday. I think the, the old heyday was like 80s to early 90s, then right. comedy seemed to like kind of die in the late, mid-90s or something, and then it kind of started there to come a, back. There was a bubble. A lot less clubs, first, a lot less. I mean, Nick Mara started then. Right, no, 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 Nick I get that. Fine. But he was saying that like at the late 80s, he was, Kinsler said that in the late 80s, early 90s, mm -hmm. like at, by that point, like you'd have open mics everywhere. It was, or, or even shows from bowling alleys. To arcades, yeah, there to, was there's too much. And maybe it was too and much, it, yeah. But then it kind it of like the height of the comedy boom, the height of the comedy boom. But yeah, then think, like, think of like the housing bubble where you know people with <laughs> you know ninja loans, no income, no job, no yeah. assets, and they were getting these jumbo mortgages for like three hundred k subprime mortgages. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's the same kind of thing. There was this yeah. bubble that was just this hot thing. Sure. But then there stopped being the money to support it. Yeah. So can, can I offer my two thoughts on? A, I've only taken Tim Joyce classes. Sure. Okay. Um, I think it took two. Um, Kay, did you do one with me? I think we did one together yeah, at Sharky's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, maybe a more sober, maybe a more mature version of Tim Joyce because we are a couple of years apart from our starting. Oh, starting sure, points. yeah. I thought it was extremely helpful. Yeah. Um, uh, at the same time, you still have to figure out things for yourself. So I would say, like, yeah, do a comedy class, do as many as you want, but don't ever think that that is the only thing you're gonna do. Because it's not going to replace mics. It cannot replace mics. No. Like, you got to go to mics. And, that, you and do that's it. proved by Tim's number one thing that he tells you in the class is that you have to go to a mic. And he says that because there's zero fucking replacer for it. Absolutely. And that's, you know, and, and that should tell you as much as you need to know when the guy running the comedy class is saying, look, none of this works unless you go to an open mic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Unless so, like, you're actually doing the work. Right. right. And all it's going to give you is just these sort of like bumper rails that you can try to bounce off, off of. But that's what I'm saying is you're gambling your money because yeah. those might not even be your rails. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just how it is. So, like I said, go, but don't waste your money and think you're going to get anything out of it. There are people who would do those classes time and time and time oh, and yeah. time again yep, yep. because what they used it as was a fucking open mic they did once every six months so they sure. could run their jokes in front of six people in the safe space, yeah. which is fine. I get that. But that means that it's probably not for you. No, you I feel that. I mean? We've talked about this on the show before, too. Like, the difference between... When Jay Moranti was on, we were talking about how he, how he kind of runs a mic and how a regular mic kind of is. And it's like a Jay Moranti mic, God bless his soul, is like, it is like bumper rails. Because the guy is so wonderfully supportive that if you say something that's even reasonably at all kind of funny, he'll give a giggle. Which is great. Actually, Jeff Kinsler did that, too, during at the end of the classes when we would do stand-up in front mm -hmm. of each other. If it was reasonably funny, he'd be like, <laughs> because it's, it's training wheels for comedy. Like, that's, well, that's, that's what you're paying for. But then when you go to O'Day's or if you go to any other mic, you know, any other mic in the world, God forbid if you go to New York City and get on that freaking, they'll do, they'll do like the lottery like wheel mm -hmm. of fortune for your, and pull you out and, and t say your number. You'll go up there and, and people will stare at you if you're not funny. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. That's necessary. I'm not saying it, that. That's as necessary I'm saying that comedy is, comedy is ruthless. 
Yeah. It's totally ruthless. And so the space is can't do too much for you. It's hard. And that's why they've right, had these alternative yeah. comedy scenes in the past and stuff like that, but it's never going to last. Right. And don't, and don't get me wrong here. I'm not saying comedy should be this hard, grueling thing where you have to fucking cry on a six-hour <laughs> drive home from somewhere in the middle of upstate. Yeah, but that's somebody taking it too serious. Sounds like a real story, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> Tons of times. Like... I'm not saying that because you need the good shows to know what works. Like that's you need both, but you can't be hardened enough and confident enough yeah. without either one. Like yeah. it's you need good rooms, you need bad rooms, you need shitty mics, you need good mics, you okay. need everything. Yeah, yeah like that's like a diamond. Necessary. You know, you need all that high heat and all that right. stuff. Yeah, different. Jim Gaffigan says, and and this is where it's difficult because you can't necessarily get all that stuff unless you've quote unquote earned it. Sure. But that's next to impossible to do sometimes depending on certain variables. And and Jim Gaffigan says comedy is the closest thing to a meritocracy without actually being one. And explains no further. So <laughs> you can take that to mean what you want, but to me that means that, you know, you will get things, you will get out of it what you put into it based on your talent yeah. and your success and the the connections you've made. And sometimes you fucking won't, no matter what. Yeah, well, here's, that, I think you just said it, though. I think part of what you just said was the last thing you said, the second to last thing. You said the connections you've made. And that's something mm -hmm. you also emphasized pr prior, which is the socializing, getting in the scene. Yes. Because a pure meritocracy has nothing to do with the scene. A pure meritocracy right. is, oh, like, who's the best at this skill? Who's the best? Who so a pure meritocracy would be like if you kill on stage, which I think is definitely a prerequisite. You sure. need to be really good at comedy. That's a huge mm -hmm. part of it. But then also you kind of need to you kind of need to mingle. You kind of need to shake some hands and you well, hang out. Absolutely do, and and that's not an easy thing to do because you know you see there's there's certain aspects to certain people who aren't going to have that yeah. luxury, you know, and that's people who you know work shitty hours at certain jobs, you sure. know, let's like say say you work nights and you got you only have time to go to a mic, right. hang for half an hour, do your set, and then book out so you can go and make your shift. There's people who have kids. There's people who have fucking, you know, multiple jobs. There's 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 all these numbers of things. Yeah. You know, you might not have a car, so you have to hit the bus. You know, there's these things right. that will take that from you. Yeah. And that shit sucks. And that's yeah. nobody's fault. Right. But it it, it but just doesn't life, change the way it works. That's and life, that's, man. That's, that's, the, correct. Only, that's yeah. the biggest problem in life is like none of life can be a pure meritocracy because of all the stuff you mentioned. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we're, we're all born into whatever situation and we got to make the best of it. It's tough. I think if in general, like, and that's why Syracuse has the potential to be better than most other scenes. Okay. Because of its size and its what should be absolute desperation for <laughs> comedy to happen here. There should, there should be. We all you, you need think a people laugh. would lower their fucking bar a little bit. <laughs> but that's what has been necessary for a while, is there, for there not to be this, you know, uh, any kind of, like, drama or friction or anything, yeah. and, and for whatever reason still manages in the past there's in my opinion there's next to no comedy scene in Syracuse anymore so this is all past tense yeah COVID <laughs> you know COVID made things into a desert COVID COVID finished off a dying beast sure Let's, sure yeah, yeah to be perfectly honest because the difference from when I started to now um is insane there was like wise guys and stuff when you started, right? Downtown? There was no wise guys. Okay, that was Funny Bone was still fresh though, okay, fr but there were fresh. local shows, and you know we had things like we had Anna, my friend Anna Phillips, who who did, you guys together started O'Days, right? No, she Anna did all that on her own. Anna started O'Days, handed it off to me when she got too busy. So and she's in New York now, right? Anna's in Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. Cool. Um, and then, you know, but I mean, there was a bunch of us, and there was this sort of like regular yeah. thing because there was O'Days, there was 
funk and then there was always like one or two ro- like orbiting mics was funk comedy or funk everything funk was a mixed mic but right. it was like but it's still a lot of we, we put our we held our foot in the door there like very <laughs> and they begrudgingly allowed us in all the time so you guys so, were like a scene how many people would show up to O'Day's back then back in 2014 O'Day's we could get up to 20 people okay yeah because yeah, by the time I started joining in about 2018-ish area I don't know. Sometimes we had that, but most of the time I feel like it was like ten-ish or something. Yeah, or that was usually like the so, height. So, too, so, so yeah. like twenty fourteen was kind of like a downhill slope, a slow hill. Slow, yeah, because people moved away, people stopped coming out, you know, and then it's you weird. get new people, but there weren't there weren't ever as many comics, and there weren't ever really, uh, you know, you didn't really see people come back a lot of the time, and that was, I think, that plus not having any kind of like direction or anybody wanted to be like, no, we're gonna make this a fucking scene. Yeah, and and do shit like Anna did for me, you know, where she just, I what I felt like was an opportunity, run this un unpaid mic <laughs> every Thursday. <laughs> but she passed you the torch, right? Yeah, and I was like, this is awesome. I'd only been doing comedy like six months, and oh, yeah, I didn't know great. any better. You know what I mean? Um, but that you know, f- to have that level of excitement over it, there there just didn't seem like there was really anybody else um, that existed in that capacity. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And that, and that, I think, bummed everybody out uh, without them even realizing it because there was never this energy for it. But also, I'm, and I'm not laying any blame on anybody because a lot of blame lies on me. I got super cynical really fast. So yeah, <laughs> it only took jaded. me like three years to be like, this sucks and I'm done. Yeah. Wow. So, and you didn't move to New York or LA though. No, nope. You didn't go to like a big population center and try to do the old. I know Dan McCourt did that at one point. Uh, Dan McCourt, who's enshrined on, on the wall over here and beneath Sarge under the, po- on the poster, underneath Ellinger. <laughs> Good old Dan McCourt, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, you know, I, we talk about him sometimes on the podcast because he is mm-hmm. ultimately, for better or for worse, he's kind of a Syracuse comedy legend now that he's passed so early. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And he I had, mean, he had so many jokes. It was crazy. Like, he was just one of those prolific comics. Oh, yeah. Um, but he obviously, as publicly as known, he kind of had a problem with drugs and alcohol and are you telling me dan was an addict <laughs> i feel like he was there's a been some rumors this is shocking there's been some rumors me. here and there i've uh, mind you i've never interacted with dan or heard any of his comedy so <laughs> yeah no he made it pretty public on the stage yeah so that's kind of why i feel like i can talk about it but he uh he apparently went, took us a join to new york city trying to make it big and everything he brushed shoulders with bill burr and stuff like that like he was yep. doing, it, doing a lot of mics and everything but i think the apparently the alcoholism made him kind of have to he ran out of money yeah he fucking drank holes in his brain man yeah yeah. So, uh, but uh, that's and I say that literally how he said it. Oh, I drank fucking holes in my brain. <laughs> that's what he would say. Yeah, he just poured vodka on his fucking face until the white out. matter disappeared. Yeah, yeah. In his brain was just withered up, man. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, he was crazy. Uh, so you never wanted to take that big plunge, go down to one of the big metropolitan areas. Oh, I did. I was I was supposed to go. Um, I had an apartment lined up in uh, in twenty twenty. Um, June was the big move that was when it was like all right no more fucking around this is the thing that's gonna i'm gonna do this is where i'll be happy all that shit and then you know COVID happened and it was still happening so right i wasn't gonna make another plan to do it until i knew that things were clear yeah like last summer or last spring especially new york city became the last place any sane person would like want to go right and i mean in retrospect i mean six in one half dozen in the other who knows how what would have turned out sure um, i'm grateful maybe. with the way that yeah i mean like i oh my god because like <laughs> comfort of living right now is through the roof yeah because you, you invested you and your girlfriend you guys yeah, got a house. having a house and everything yeah. i mean and we lived in a horrible fu- we lived in an apartment that was maybe like one and a half size 
times the size of this room. Oh, it was a man. fucking me, her, and, and a dog. And you guys got a dog. Yep, yeah. And it's not a small be... dog. She's an 80-pound fucking dog. <sighs> so it was brutal. And we did that for a year. And then I was all into the guise of, oh, well, it's cheap. It was only $600 a month, so we're mm. saving money to move. <laughs> and then it just wasn't happening. So I was like, okay, we got to get out of here. And every apartment we looked at was... For, to have a dog that big in was one to twelve hundred dollars. Plus, they're giving out mortgages with the the you know interest exactly. rates so low. Exactly, that's what I was like. This is crazy. So I would have been paying you know one k to you know twelve hundred dollars a month for an apartment. Pay eight hundred dollars a month for a fucking mortgage with yeah. everything. There you go. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So now you're settled in. I mean, now you're going to be. Uh, what's the? I mean, what's the trajectory? With, so you were, you were cynical from a very young age with comedy. From a very, it only took you <laughs> sure. three years or so, or you said, or less. To would you say six months? You said it wasn't very long to you. Oh your, yeah, I mean, like don't jaded with the I scene of Syracuse. Never, and I was never necessarily like jaded with anything other than, um, you know, the 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 actual stuff that was irritating. You know what I mean? So yeah. like uh, dealing with you know deluded people or people you know who who would demand things of me anytime I tried to produce stuff or shit like that. You know what I mean? Like stuff that any sane person would be irritated with. Yeah, I got you. And, Makes sense. And I still have, I mean, I've never stopped loving comedy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And that's in, in, in my head when I started, I was like, well, you can only do this because you like doing it and you just want to get better. And I think somewhere in between then and now I lost that. And, mm. and I would say it to myself, but I don't think that's what I believed. I thought that I had to do something to somehow do comedy right. Sure. There's this way that you're supposed but to do it. But it sounds like you also kind of lost that, like, that, uh, like, beat genera- like that nomadic dream of just being, like, sleeping on couches and doing comedy every yeah, night. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're, you sort of, you're getting have... a little older. You got a girl. You're, like, getting comfortable. You got a house. You right. got a dog. It's like, why do I need? You can't to... have a healthy <laughs> mindset or relationship. And I, and I'm, I say that, like, because that shit and... And 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 the, the sadness and despair around it is negative. Like it's incorrectly romanticized. Sure. And that shit should not be something that anybody is pining for. It's the same shit with fucking, you know, whether it's this like tortured artist stuff or anything with social media and like going too hard with that stuff. It's all fucking poison mm. that somehow we've all been tricked into feeding ourselves yeah. so that you know because that's what'll make us happy. Yeah. I don't fucking understand how sleeping in a goddamn loft <laughs> hotel in Cleveland, Ohio by yourself after eating shitty pizza for the third night in a row is fucking the struggle of like you know the artist's dream that's yeah. fucking stupid well, we dude. just we just all fantasize about like rock bands and big touring acts you know and the 80s motley crew even, like getting on the dr- yeah and you also probably you're sober now but it sounds like you, you used to have a pass with alcohol and whatnot sure yeah so you probably thought you're gonna be fucking snorting blow and off hookers tits right, and shit yeah. like you probably thought it was gonna be great you thought like i'm gonna get on the road i, I wouldn't do that much blow but <laughs> you know small <laughs> they, she had small tits yeah well, okay right. <laughs> she had bump titties bump titties yeah. yeah nice no i'm just saying like we all had that dream not even necessarily the drugs but it was all part of it the drugs the haze of the drugs the the different study city sure. every night you, when you're young you look at those things the different city like the parties the girls yeah. the, the the novelty but then when you get a little older you look at the the opposite which is like the ooh different place every night like ooh, right like why I would mean, i want to be away from home like ooh i would and I'm i lonely. think it just really yeah i mean i think it just boils down to like what do you value like what's important because i think when you chase that chaotic lifestyle what you're valuing more is how other people perceive you than your own happiness because that is 
a very external thing to sure. be that guy who goes. You want that crowd yeah, that's roaring your name, like nothing yeah, that bring says, him out, bring him out, let's go. Exactly. They there's love nothing you. that says that a guy who you know does comedy in any capacity yeah. for any length of time, as long as they're working on it and getting just as much stage time, but also works a day job and doesn't do that. Is any, somehow any less of a lover of comedy than the guy who's fucking getting shit faced and staying up until 5 a.m. until he's 40? You know what I mean? Well, let's and, talk about that. I think, if you don't mind me saying, I think during, in the green room at our last show a few weeks ago, you told me that you, your first years in comedy were pretty booze soaked. Yeah, Did I mean, like, soap? I wasn't like. <laughs> you weren't, you weren't damn important. No, 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 no. You were just I, opening your ear up and tipping it in. Yeah, like. I never, I never, like, got to a point where I was, like, physically dependent on alcohol. But, no, no, no. So you yeah. never had delirium tremens and all that other stuff? Yeah, no. no. But you were like, you, you, I think, you, did you drink before, show, like, sets? Yeah, my, my first time, the, the time at the Funny Bone, um, I, I got real, real drunk. Yeah. And that's how I got up there. And, like, and I, the Funny Bone one, and I remember it still to this day, that one I killed on. Okay. And and that was crazy to me because it was like mostly off the cuff and stuff. I had just been did it the same way I did it in high school. Yeah. I was just reciting stuff to myself and trying to memorize it. But it makes so much sense though. Booze takes away all those inhibitions. Yeah. You're just one with the surroundings. You're just like yeah, like you can hit on. You know, it's it's a t great cheat code. Mm -hmm. I'm not encouraging people to do it. But yeah. It's, it's, so it's my definitely thing a cheat was code. like, oh, now I'll just have a few beers before I go up, and that's how it's done. Right. And it, you know, it took me getting. It wasn't even like. Getting shit faced and wrecking a show. It was getting shit faced and bombing at mics because mm. I was shit faced. Oh. That's so embarrassing mm. and gross. Like <laughs> you've seen, you've seen people do <laughs> that, and it's horrible. Oh, I've it's seen like it done. even in, even everyone, when I was there, people they're just doing like it. almost burping every time, <laughs> and they're just like, uh, "What was I saying?" Hey man, I gotta tell you something. You're just yeah. like, "What were you saying?" Fucking nothing. Get off. You're wasting 19 other people's times. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> But you never. But you did get to that point a few times. You're saying a couple times, yeah. I mean, I was hosting mics and doing that, and just, right. you know what I mean. Like that just fucks it up for everybody. Well, James so Fetty used like, to complain about how much money he would spend on the beer just as a host. Like, right? He, he yeah. Not, that's not only was thing. he not making any money as the host at yep. O'Days, he was like losing. He, he said he calculated it was like a thousand something dollars. Yeah, that was <laughs> a year. <in> numbers. <laughs> that's one of my biggest regrets was not sort of holding uh, the mic hostage and, and making them pay for it because right. That should have. I think that would have encouraged it to, to go along a little bit more. Well, especially in the days that maybe you. I hate to say this, but maybe in the days when you were drinking and people were drinking. It's weird because right. by the time I got to comedy in twenty eighteen, I thought everybody was gonna be booze soaked because that's what you hear about on right, TV or yeah. you see. And then it was like everybody was like sober. Like you were like you know you and your friend group you weren't really drinking or smoking right, anymore. Right. Yeah. It was like the weirdest thing. I was like, oh man, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, because at a certain point you realize like the comedy comes first. No, no, no. I totally I mean? get it. Yeah. But here's the only bad part was that the detriment was that it was like pretty much only me and the, I, I didn't even drink them. I would have like one beer every time I went to sure. O'Day's. But like it was like me and Ellinger. Like that was and maybe Fed Q were drinking. But like right. no, they were the money was not coming to the bars. What I'm oh, trying to say. Oh yeah, of that's course That's the only not. bad part at but that. But that's point. also like and and I think like that is also partly on the bar because O'Day. O'Day's never, O'Day's fucking sucked. As much as I loved it there, they never did a goddamn thing for us. And there were nights where I did, I produced shows there and I busted my ass to produce a few shows there and I brought in shitloads of people. Oh, yeah. And they gave us like fucking hundred bucks, dude. Ugh. Like, I mean, it was a bullshit place that they, O'Day's was always an afterthought to that family and that's why they like right. gave it to the kids. And then as soon as, you know, they could, the kids tried to sell it so they could make a quick buck and work sure. on their other shit. Sure. So. Yeah. It's, well, it's tough. Man. Yeah. I mean, it, I always described it as the saddest bar in Syracuse. It was, and it didn't used to be that way. I mean, we used to I don't to know, the Clipper so gave it a run, run for the money. Clipper runs it. 
Clipper. We had a couple of shows. You never the played the Clipper, right? Well, you, you never came oh, out. Of, you never no. came out of the Aegis of Sarge. Sarge was bringing us places you wouldn't dare go. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Sarge. Valley Blues House. Tried to oh, talk God. to him. Oh God, bro! That, I got that place, guy still trying right? to tell me something on my texts and calls and stuff. So. Yeah, that's a long story. What'd you say? No, the, one of the guys I met at the at that play at the Valley Blues House still is trying to get in contact with oh, me. Oh really? It was just. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, I don't know, man. Something about a big city. The thing is, Syracuse, I think, has a lot of potential. I think Syracuse is a cool place. Oh, no, it's boring here. Uh, it's boring, but, that's, but it's, it's, here's the thing. I think it's, a, it's, it's not bad, but it's, like, not big enough. Like, it seems like play, things like comedy, the arts, theater, museums, well, it, it's only enjoyed that, by a small portion of people, but so the more people you have in an area. There's smaller people. There's smaller cities. Like, the Asheville Comedy Festival, one of the biggest comedy festivals in the country. Asheville is a city of only, like, 70-something thousand Maybe people. Maybe it's money, bro, because Asheville is one of the most wealthy towns, too. It is, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, most of the people you see going out downtown, they're not all these fucking, like, because you have the Biltmore area, and they're all, like, fancy, probably old slave money or something horrible. <laughs> But no, like, for sure. There's just like young millennial people. I mean, I fucking saw more trans people in Asheville than I ever saw uh, openly in Syracuse on downtown. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it just does not have any. Yeah, but vibe I just think here. that Asheville is a little like progressive center. Like Syracuse isn't. Correct. Syracuse That's is too what provincial. I mean, though. Yeah, and it's and it's because the city has held on to this sort of like we we got to go back to the way that things were when we had factories and stuff, and mm. it's never ever given any thought to actually progressing downtown and making it a cool place or progressing even the outlying areas mm. and make a cool place. No, what they want to do is they want to say, yeah, we'll open an Amazon facility. Right. Yeah, we'll open another fucking mall and give them a tax break. Right, right. The city's doomed, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you get out while you can. That's yeah. the move. So you think about running for mayor? <laughs> yeah, got a, little, got a lot of good ideas. I'm gonna run for uh, run around as an independent for mayor, which is uh, literally a just sentence? a fucking Republican <laughs> because that's what Ben Walsh is. <laughs> True, it's a Republican in everything but name. Well, so I mean, what's your hope for the future then, for for your life and for comedy and for everything? Um, I don't know, man. I and mean, that's kind of the big thing. I don't. I'm not putting any real pressure on it. I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I. Yeah, and I, I like I like I've always thought of myself as somebody. Oh, you. I'm literally losing your uh, mic. Okay, sorry. sorry no, no, you're good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Thank gonna you. fucking finish now. But. <laughs> storm out, storm <laughs> yeah. out. Right, do it. Do a Gallagher on Mark Maron's "What the Fuck." <laughs> so, uh, what were you saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're just kind of surfing right now. I guess. Yeah, I mean, like I've always wanted to do like a bunch of different stuff. So I'm, you know, I'm just okay. gonna keep doing podcast stuff i'm gonna keep doing comedy um i uh i have a weird uh kind of like sort of inkling to like want to like open a comedy club i think that Mm. could be cool and you could be the joe rogan to syracuse oh god don't ever say that again (laughs) joe rogan now i will fucking storm out ever equate (laughs) me to joe fucking rogan what's your beef with joe rogan man? oh come on that whole fucking his existence is so fucking cringy now like there is nothing about him that appeals to anybody but a very cultivated fan base now that dude has gone off the deep end I the moment he openly welcomed Alex Jones on and kept a straight face for a couple hours was the moment I'm like, all right, done. I guess you're not into conspiracies at all. Conspiracies are fucking, yes, conspiracies are fun, but then he, the way he does conspiracies yeah. literally teeters on the edge of QAnon, okay? Well, like, well, that's... Jones, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I don't know about Joe Rogan. I feel like Joe Rogan's semi-fair. With his- he's, 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 he's like the very... He works really hard to be too neutral. 
Okay. And it's almost like in that, that sort of takes away his credibility. Oh, we got All right, how are we, are we back in? Are we back in the mix? Hello. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. No, I, I mean, I would agree about Alex Jones teetering on QAnon all the time. Like, I would agree with that. But personally, I guess. Well, that's, that's like what Joe Rogan does, though, too. He lends credence to people who don't need it. I don't know, man, because here's the thing about Alex Jones. Like, Alex Jones, I agree that he's talking about stuff that he goes so far, it's completely absurd. But, like, there are real, like, U.S. conspiracies. Like, if you look at the Tuskegee experiments, when mm. the U.S. government, like, gave a bunch of black men like syphilis and then never gave them the treatment. Like that's yeah, a real conspiracy. Absolutely, like yeah. JFK's murder would, cannot not be a conspiracy. Like nobody thinks that JFK murder was clean. Like sure. you got the USS Liberty. Like that's like the false flag that started the Vietnam War. Like all these things are kind right. of the and true then, narrative. And then you have the San, the fucking uh, Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax. Oh, and, and I think that, and I think that that's bad. I think COVID's that's, a hoax. And the problem is when, when those same things that you and I can both rationally look at and say, those are there's some validity to that and it doesn't yeah. hurt anybody to delve into sure that's how that should exist that, okay so we don't have a need for the people who give a platform to all the other fucking shit just because it's all in fairness no no I, I i hear your point about alex jones but i guess i just don't agree about joe rogan i don't feel that well, joe he, gives the, out here he gives people like that a platform is what but I'm like saying. i guess you're happy then because like youtube and all the rest of them like took the alex jones down i don't think even spotify runs the alex jones episode i i don't care uh, I mean, like, a private business can do whatever the fuck they want. No, that's I'm just saying, you must, been, you must like, be like, well, that's what you're saying. It's no, like, you're I mean, not... like, I don't, I don't think, like, Alex Jones does, I'm not, like, crazy, uh, what am I trying to say, um, puritanical or something about him and his existence. Yeah. I'm just saying that that is the type of shit that Joe Rogan verges on because of his, like, oh, let's dive into this. And it's like, do you need to, though? You know what I mean? Yeah, He's I, I hear your not point. harmful. I'm not saying he is, like, okay. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. I'm just saying it's it makes me it makes me roll my eyes. That's, I guess I'm personally on the opposite boat because I'm a very I'm so open minded that I want to hear everything. Sure. Like, personally, I actually want to hear Alex Jones, but I don't go seek him out. And so personally, I, I'm happy that Rogan hosts him on the podcast. But I also want to hear the total opposite side. Like I want to hear like Glenn Greenwald speak. I want to hear Julian Assange. I want to hear whatever else is on the other side. Sure. Like, whatever activist is on the other side. Like I like I don't know. I just don't. I'm not. I'm against book burning. I'm against censorship. That's all. I, 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 I hear that. And when I hear people say that, I, I, I feel compelled to say, however much you're reading, read more, because then you will not have a need to hear all of these fucking idiots talk. True, true. all of their you're ideas right. exist in other places, sure. in very safe media that doesn't inflame fucking wars and, and, and hype up the, the stock price of fucking this or that. And yeah. All this, this volatile yeah. shit. I got that, you. Yeah, some podcasters stir the pot, that's for sure. That's and I think the thing about Alex Jones is, like, I think post-Sandy Hook and Sandy Hook and all that stuff probably went way too far. But actually, if you look at the history of Alex Jones, early 2000s, he was actually, his main cause was protesting the Iraq War that yeah. we got into preposterously. It was this mm -hmm. whole lie told by the Bush regime about weapons of mass destruction. I know all about it, but you know what he was ultimately chasing? The... God of the Almighty Dollar, and that's what they all do. Well, everybody is in America. A lot of and people that, are. We that keep is the a problem. On, yeah? That's you can keep the lights on, but here they go one further. They go, "Why well, gotta keep the lights on? Why well, gotta keep the lights on the guest house? Why well, gotta keep the lights on on the boat? Why well, gotta keep the lights on the other boats? You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's, it's you a very a <laughs> easy way to to get. And I'm not saying. Money is bad. I, I, I enjoy capitalism. It suited me fine this far. I don't know what I would have done under strict communism. Probably not well. Probably would have been burned at the stake, bro. Probably, yeah. <laughs> For the whole Moby uh, Dick joke, like it would just be over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I mean, I'm not. You're entitled to your opinion, bro. I, I mean, I appreciate it. I'm, I sure. love you because half the time people come in here and somehow it seems like nobody does anything but agree. And I'm glad that, you know, we don't have to agree on, for example, Alex Jones or especially Joe Rogan. Man, it's like, that's stupid. That's, that's, but that's the beauty of America. Like, we're actually able to fucking still talk about things. I and, know. You know, they don't have free speech anywhere else. <laughs> They don't. They do. They sort of. They do. They, they definitely don't in China. There's, there's they a definitely catch. don't in Russia. There's a catch everywhere, even Canada. Yeah. Really? Yep. There's always a catch, and and it's it is worded in just such a way where if they want to get you for it, they absolutely. Well, no, that can. was that's why, and this is probably somebody you also don't like. I'm assuming, but I don't know for sure. You can tell me. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Peterson. Uh, whatever the fuck was that? What's his first name? Oh my fucking Jordan god! Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah he hates all these guys. But so Jordan Peterson, crazy. the reason why he first got famous was because he was protesting this Compelled Speech Act uh, sure, in Canada, yeah. which made it not just like whatever, like, you know, obviously I agree that transphobia is bad and all this kind of stuff, but it was actually compelling you to use the pronouns. If you didn't use the correct pronouns, you could go to jail. And they actually passed that law, so that's a Canadian speech law. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and and the, the problem comes in, like, why, why, why would you need a law for that? And it turns out... In some instances, you, you, some people are very easily persuaded into wanting a law for that yeah. because people are that fucking shitty. Yeah. And it doesn't stop. Yeah, there's definitely going to be instances of horrible yeah. transphobia you could point to and say, I mean, like, this law. it's just also people being annoying. And, and, it, and it goes both ways. I'm not, I'm not a, a, a totally blind to, you know, like you say, hearing people out. I'm firmly about that. Yeah. What I always say is um, it, in order to live comfortably in this world, it takes an uncomfortable level of empathy because what you need to do is you need to always put yourself in the shoes of somebody you literally fucking despise. And that goes from the smallest thing to it could just be road rage you with you with somebody. You know, everybody's heard that dumb uh, thing about like, oh, you could be driving to the hospital or whatever. You could also just have fucked up and I fuck up. You know what I mean? You need to make it relatable to you. And it goes all the way up to like bigger issues like cops and, and you know, the whole concept of like all cops are bastards and defund the police and all I that. I think it's so amazing right, that you can say that in this country. It's, it's a, that's the beauty of America, I think, is right. the fact that you can say a cab, which I would right. personally wouldn't say because I do know cops and I don't think all cops are bastards, but I think it's amazing that you can say that and you can protest that and you can do whatever you want to in this country. With right, that. and my, my big thing is that words have no meaning. So there are days where I will say all cops are bastards <laughs> and it will be because I'm thinking of one specific fucking piece of shit cop <laughs> oh, I that I cannot... <laughs> I wish I hit him with my fucking car. I, they they want to be so defensive about being killed in the line of duty? Give me something to make it defensive about. <laughs> And at the same time, I'll think about that later and be like, no, of course they're not all bad. You know what I mean? That's just how it Some works. of them have parents. Like, Correct. But I mean, the thing is, it's just a fucking job. And yeah. you know what? We don't make it easy on them because the police, at the same time of, you know, being all of this under yeah. this threat of, you know, being defunded right. and under their threat with the systemic racism that they uphold, they're overtaxed wildly. <laughs> they're, right. they're, they're so, people call the cops for the stupidest fucking shit. I bet. And, and they're always forced to go out for that. And, yeah. and, it, and, it, and that's why you only get the worst level of people to do those fucking jobs. Well, they've, they've actually had studies and stuff that show that actually um, higher IQ people won't be admitted to in like cop academies and stuff like that. Right. Because the tests it. or whatever, so that they want you to be like, dumb enough that you will follow orders regardless of correct and so yeah. then you wow, and so then you got you got these guys doing crazy stuff in the streets to get it on camera it's like yeah well that's not necessarily the highest crop of no people. yeah absolutely not and because also but in, in moreover than that a smart enough person will 
phase out of there and they'll leave that behind them. They'll move away from that mm, maybe very the, quickly. You're saying they might move to like a federal organization? Yes, or very rapidly larger, because right. that is not a job that any sane person who can do better <laughs> will continue to do for any amount of time. It's a lot of stress. That's why they're compensated the way they are because it's a shitty fucking job. I mean, imagine that job, driving around any hours of the night yeah. and and in neighborhoods that you would be like, no, I'm not going to the fucking neighborhood at night. Yeah. That's their fucking job to be there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Especially if someone says, hey, get over here. So yes, they provide a very valuable service, but that is why it attracts the worst fucking people because they're too dumb and too angry <laughs> and too useless to get other jobs. Do you know what I mean? I, definitely I feel am, bad super... for them the people who <laughs> deserve better, but most of them don't. Well, I'm super in favor of like police reform. Like I think that ACAB is sort of crazy, but and all that stuff. But I think that it's the whole BLM thing, post George Floyd recipes, all that stuff. Like it's a huge point. I'm really happy that happened. I think all those prices are kind of good because I think we should really reform the police in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, more absolutely. training, you know, more whatever, or maybe just less cops in general. Just I don't even care. Like as long as, but the, here's the only problem, and the biggest problem actually, and not to sound conservative, is that like. Crime is like out of control right now. Like it's like doubled apparently, like in New York and LA this year. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that may or may not be stemmed directly to the rolling back of police departments. Yeah, but if you look into it hard enough, I don't know that that would be true. I mean, bro, I, would I need mean, these to, are just statistics. I would need to have that shit cited though, like very thoroughly, because why? In the span of one year, would crime double? Do you know what I mean? I think it would that, make a lot of sense and, with COVID, and people be, staying home, and sure. at the same and at the same time, so a lot of people are out of work, out of job, and then at the same time, they're rolling back cops. Absolutely, but also cops kind of in, like the perfect in, storm. In, in the past, here's a statistic for you, 2% of crime gets solved. Yeah. 2%. So I think we're talking about reports. Paul, could you like look up just a little bit? Could you kind of look up like crime double the New York City and see what comes up? But that's the other thing is reports too, so that you have to look at all the variables for statistics Well, I feel like not like everybody's that. Like, that one Central Park Karen lady. You know what I mean? Remember that one lady? Sure. Horrible lady who was right. like calling the cops yes, and black dude. Called, just, what was, was he doing? Walking his dog or something? Bird watching. She, aye, aye, aye. She, well, she had her dog off leash and he uh, approached her and told her to put her dog on a leash, which like, t to be fair... Uh, not to this woman, she's a horrible cunt, but <laughs> I, if I were a black guy, the last thing I would do is approach some snooty fucking white lady with a dog and tell her what to do. Yeah. Should Is he allowed to do that? Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Am I glad he did it? 100%. She's yeah. a bitch and she deserves it, yeah. but that was a baller fucking move on his part. <laughs> like, when you think about the climate of the world today hey, I, and know, how fucking racist people even are. Even I'm dark enough to where this is affecting my mindset sometimes. Do I, do I want to approach this? Exactly. Do I wanna do, do I wanna, this Would you ever do that? Wait, especially if you put on like an accent. Like if somebody dared you said, Karen, <laughs> walk up to that person, put on an accent, say your real first name and tell her to put her fucking dog on a leash. <laughs> when you say accent, you mean like I go up to her like, yo, bitch, what's good? Is that what you mean by accent? Or what, whatever matches your what shame. Did you find anything yeah. at all? <laughs> Uh, I, 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 off of what you just said, a violent uh, August in NYC. Uh, shootings double, murders, and then it's dot, dot, dot. Also, uh, violence surged in NYC amid 2020 pandemic. Uh, is what is, this, what is the source that you're like looking at? Uh, NY Times. Uh, oh, that's, that's kind of a source, man. That's kind of a source. Sure. I mean, I mean, if we can believe anything, right? No, yeah. I mean, I'll look into it later. Like, I will believe you for the duration of this. I'm saying that murder like, up by 50%. Two hundred and forty-two shootings in August. I don't know if that's twenty twenty or twenty. Well, no, I admire. Well, well, for one thing, so obviously it's not like a, it's not just like Fox News. It's literally the New York Times. Well, I mean, I don't trust any of the fucking news. I mean, Dang. man, yeah, it's fair. you have to you have to pick and choose what you take from all of it. I mean, it's so 
fucking full of shit. No matter what one you're looking at, it doesn't matter because for all of the criticisms that you know liberal folk will give about Fox News, you can make just as many fucking and the same criticisms about CNN, MSNBC. Right? Exactly, it's across the fucking board. Sure. They're all pieces of shit, and they're oh, yeah. all chasing money. And that's why, if you know, referencing Sandy Hook again, uh-huh. I fucking swore those cocksuckers off when that happened. When you could see them. Filming themselves descending like vultures onto the homes of ch- people who just are about to bury their fucking children. All of the press, left yeah, and right. Exactly. And they're just like, wow, look at this. Look at what we're doing. Yeah, like, it's pretty with disgusting. no irony. And they're like, yeah. reporting now because this is what everybody wants to see. Yeah. yeah. Like, just that and the mass shootings, no matter fucking what, they'll always post the picture. They'll always say the name. They'll always give the glory. Well, actually, that's been sort of a trend now. I think in the last year or two, they may or may not be saying it's... Yeah, they're I don't putting know. their fucking foot on the brakes because mass shootings aren't selling the same way anymore because it's so... <laughs> people are numb to it. So well, it's news, easy for them to fucking put it down. The news isn't selling anymore ever since... They call it the Trump bump. Ever since Trump has been out of office, they don't really have anything to talk about anymore. And that's fucking awesome. <laughs> may, may God fuck that man to his death, but he did us a service in so many different <laughs> ways a lot of got a lot of news reporters got rich during the trump oh yeah administration but but the way that he just blew a hole through american politics is the funniest fucking thing that's happened this century did he really though or was it just sort of like a facade of him blowing a hole in it like he did i don't think anything really changed like we're back under biden i don't think anything's that much different than trump i I don't think think anything's that much different than obama people uh, a lot of more left people are uh are seemingly more cynical than they were before, with the exception of the people who are like blue no matter who type shit. And it's like, well, here we are with another Republican president in the form of Joe Biden. Like, do you know well, what I mean? Uh, like, you're cynical about comedy. I'm cynical about politics. I got to tell you, <laughs> I don't think I don't see much of a difference anymore between Republican and there Democrat. There isn't one. They're both bought and paid there for. There isn't one. There are because you have you have neoliberal fucking schlubs like Joe Joe Biden. And then you have the the neoliberal schlubs, like fucking any Republican, except they want to ban abortion. They're the same sure. fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, the, they give you they the one issue to let the people yell about the streets. Over. Yes, and then, exactly. But the bigger issues of like American colonial power, whatever, Correct. government spending on subsidizing horrible corporations, all and that other doesn't change. everybody fighting about police reform and, and, and Black Lives Matter, and they use that and dangle it in front of everyone's face. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they go and they try to pass bills about ending the filibuster so they can get that much more power mm-hmm. and completely ignore fucking Medicare for all at every step sure. of the way, which every president throughout this pandemic, both Trump and Biden have had the ability to put an executive order in and mandate for the entire country. So they so, so should they choose. Yeah. And they have not done that. They have yeah. not done UBI. They have not done any of that shit that every other fucking first world country has right. done. Because well, I, I used to not be in your camp, but now I am, especially with the unprecedented like liquidity in the world. Like Clearly, they can just print money as much as they want to, and the debt is going through the roof, and nobody cares. So whatever. Just print more. It's all Give fucking, us some money. It is all fucking the, fake, dude. Everything the that they, Everything that they tell you that's not possible because of X, Y, and Z is total bullshit because then they get on a fucking plane made of gold and eat gold-plated lobster <laughs> while they fly to go fuck their gold-plated girlfriends that they have next to their gold-plated wives. Like, gold-plated girls. Girlfriends. Yes. Where does the gold go? Oh, you're saying the necklace and the, the no, their pussies are made of gold, Karam. <laughs> plated. Gold plated, plated gold. Any Don't silver in there? Don't value their girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Their pussies are not solid gold. There yes. is some pussy. It's 18k. In there. You try plated. to pawn shop that. You're gonna get way less. Yeah. Than your like, what is this? Gold plated pussy? That's not what I said. <laughs> 
So you don't want any gold-plated pussy in your life, even if the world is handing it to you on a no, silver well, platter. That's the problem is that you you can't you can't trust people because every you can't even trust yourself because who knows like if you got a deal right, from Cartoon yeah, Network tomorrow, you, hey, hundred million, you'd be like, oh shit, I'll do whatever Joe Rogan does. I'll right, do anything. Exactly. I'll you jump know, up you, and down. You might you might say to yourself, well, You'll sell I'll out. make these concessions, and that's and that's what it is. You know, there's but that's why. You know, I'm not I'm not a socialist by any means. I'm not looking to fucking call anybody comrade. But what we do need is just some heavy regulation on, on some of this shit. We need socialist capitalism. How fucking hard is that? At the very least, I think we need to get the money out of politics. I don't even know if it's possible. If you get the money no, out of the, you're the coffers of politics. you vote against their own interests, which regular people are just fine doing. The politicians wouldn't even fucking dream Sucks, of it. Sucks, man. Well, the only reason this whole thing began when I was talking about comparing you to Jorgen was not not his platform and not his genre and not his words and all that other stuff. And his, I am only saying that he's opening a comedy club famously right now in Austin. Right, right, yeah. And I'm saying you could be the guy that opens a cool comedy club in Syracuse. That's the yeah, only yeah, I'm gonna basis. Do, I'm going to do DMT, MMA, shave my head. <laughs> hey, maybe Start you, saying bro. You never did any DMT before? No, I would love to. I've done acid. I've done shrooms. I've done all that stuff. DMT, but I did DMT yeah. too. Yeah, DMT's pretty strong, bro. Yeah. What's DMT? Seems intense. It's dimethyltryptamine. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's any truth to this. They say it's the chemical your brain releases when you die. Well, it's also the chemical. <laughs> it's also potentially the chemical that's yeah. often released in small amounts that causes dreaming. Oh, it's yeah. a strong psychedelic, uh, uh, traditionally used in like South America, different places, like by shamans and stuff. Called ayahuasca. It's a whole ceremony. Oh, okay. But then when you inhale it and you smoke it, like Joe Rogan would, or a lot of psychedelic people would, it only lasts like five minutes. You probably got a little bit of it when your skull cracked open. <laughs> Just so like much. a touch. Yeah. That's the jelly that came out my nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was your remaining DMT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what DMT is. It's just, I actually think it's an attract. It's very attractive as a psychedelic. Because my my biggest problem when I used to ever do acid or shrooms or whatever it was, <laughs> shit lasts too long, dude. Especially acid. You'd be like, shit. Why yeah, we still tripping, bro? I, I don't like that. That's why acid. Tastes like death. I'm gonna try to get my hands on some again, because that that's, there's something about uh, like tripping and like any manifestation. You just feels like so mentally clean for so long after the fact. It definitely helps to sort of like just wash away the impurities. It or literally, something. was like that. And the last time I tripped is it's been forever, and it wasn't even tripping. I was I was doing a. Um, me and my friend tried to, to make like a radio show. Okay. Um, is this like po- is this during the podcasting era? You're trying to make yeah, a radio yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we okay. tried to do like a fake like radio OG. play. It was like a, it was almost like um, War of the Worlds or something. A radio play. Kind of, but it was it was a parody thing. I had it's it exists. I I can, I, that, I can I, I show it to you. I have to look it up point. to make sure it's true. Ran on AM or FM. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, the idea <laughs> so we call it a ham radio. We call it Retroventure <laughs> Radio, and I only ever released it as a as an episode of my my podcast forever ago. Um, but it was, it was like a radio play. We did like the Twilight Zone, but I, uh, I, I titled it The Twilight Bone. And it's that, <laughs> it's that episode of Twilight Zone where the, the lady gets in the accident and her face is in the bandages oh. and they pull it off and she's beautiful and, and everyone else pigs. is ugly. Yeah. yeah. So it was him. He gets in an accident with his so penis good. and they pull off the bandages and it's huge, but everyone has a small dick. So... I can't believe that your shit hasn't blown up yet. That's fucking uh, hilarious. Where, where? What's the name of that uh, pod? Uh, do you I, know, you know, I may have to upload it again. But it's an episode of Playing With Yourself? It was, it, w- it was probably the initial run of Playing With Yourself. Oh, Playing With Yourself. Okay. Yeah. I can, uh, <laughs> I'll probably upload it again. That's what was the name of your pod before Playing With Yourself? Oh, I did one that with that guy. It was Ugly Penis Boys. I just oh, tried okay. to find the least marketable name ever. I was going to say, you're a marketing shit. Oh, so yeah. that was, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yep. Not to mention the uh, if, UPB. If you, if you guys take the those listening at home, take a gander at Play With Yourself's logo. You designed it. It's it's really really good. Thank you. Really, I really did wonderful. it in a free web app. Awesome. 
Yeah, I think it's uh, Canva. Do you use Canva? Huh? Canva? No. Uh, hilariously, I used this old poster creator that nobody should ever use for any kind of graphic design whatsoever because it's a fucking nightmare of a UI. Okay. okay. And uh, it's a good I, logo. I made, I made yeah, I made it as best as I could, and then I transferred it to um, Pixlr after. So. Oh, Pixlr. Okay, yeah. I, I think I used good. Canva for the U.S. Ride to Save Lives poster over there when I rode across the country for suicide awareness and stuff a couple years ago. But that's it. Wasn't no, it's not not that I'm professional. Just spr- sprinkling that hero. I'm a hero. Salt yeah. down there. I know. Yeah. I just want to make sure everybody knew. That's uh, <laughs> so, one of my really virtuous ago, that, uh, and uh, altruistic I definitely pursuits. did. <laughs> I mean, people on this podcast who've been listening know that this has happened, and I've complained about the panhandle of, <laughs> of Texas and Oklahoma. Yes, absolutely. Stinky old panhandle. But, uh, Paul, how are we doing on time over here? Oh, we are doing... Getting juicy with it. Uh, Getting deep. We're like an hour and a half-ish in. Yeah. I was rolling for a while. We got to gold-plated pussy. This, we got far, man. Mm-hmm. We got into all the way. The GPP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, uh, sounds like a, like a political party. Right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should start it. Yeah. You guys have heard of GOP. Have you heard of GPP? You're going to like it. Come on in. Get down, GPP. Yeah, you know me. Ooh man, it's been this has been fun. You've been having fun, Paul. You've been keeping quiet over here like a little mouse. Yeah, yeah. I was just taking in a lot, you know. I just trying to take in, <laughs> take in uh, what you guys are saying. A lot of thoughts. You want me to rehash politically? What I think? <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of your career, probably not. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think there's room. We need to remind everyone that there's room for both sides. Uh, it's just like yes, the coward standpoint. That's very smart. Thank you so much. Yes, no, I'm not taking a stand. Desperately want people to remember that they're like. You don't have to be fascist, Karen. You don't have to be communist, Arjun. You can be somewhere in between. Yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) You you live somewhere in the middle. Like I think uh, we've been in a crazy polarized world. Like social meds and regular meds have just. Divide yeah, yeah it's it's built it's, it's built to divide everybody. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, it drives eyeballs. It drives eyeballs, but uh, don't be played, you know. Just uh, and uh, yeah. Okay, like, as a meta on that point, I totally agree, and I think that social media is super toxic, and I really mm-hmm. wish that I could get off of all of it. But please subscribe to my. But channel. please subscribe to my channel. That's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem that I have, and I think it's probably the problem yeah. that we all have. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, over over pandemic, I put it down, and it's a habit that's more or less stuck. I haven't deleted it, but put it down. Oh, you yeah. put it down. You decreased your usage. Yep. Whoa. Yeah, severely. I don't. I rarely, if ever, post on social media. I might throw the occasional story up, um, but I don't. I don't find myself seeking it out. There's way better uses for anybody's time. I totally mean, agree with that. You get the urge to look at your phone, read a fucking book, you <laughs> stupid pussy. Read Moby Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Moby Dick. Especially when you're at the trough. Uh, so anything you want to promote before we end this podcast, RJ? Uh, um, I know you got your podcast. You got any dates coming up? Yeah, look at uh, Play With Yourself podcast. It's on yeah, anywhere you could find a podcast. Um, there's also Unethical Podcast. I'm not featured heavily on that, but it's a great podcast. And subscribe to them. They have a Patreon. And then you can hear me. I'm behind a paywall, baby. Whoa. Right, yeah. Wow. And that's the exactly. one that's a true crime podcast, yeah? They that's the Unethical is a true crime. Private Dicks is the show I'm on. It's me, RJ, <laughs> stands for Richard Joseph. Then it's Richard Stoodle and Richard Getz, and we are Private Dicks. We solve mysteries. <laughs> that's so, hilarious, dude. Yeah. Any dates? Are you sort of still... I have uh, I have shows coming up. Um, oh, that's like a pop quiz, though. Uh, uh, cool, 22nd of this month at Seneca Lake Brewing Company. I think awesome. it's the next one. 
awesome. other shit. But I'm sorry I turned into a pop quiz. No, no, no. That's fine. I'm the king of double booking myself, too. Really? I shouldn't advertise that, but... There's <laughs> <laughs> so any promoters yeah. out there. Pay that's right, yeah. <laughs> Remind me twice. <laughs> uh, Paul, didn't you say you had something to promote? Uh, I'm going to be up in A-Bay, uh, part of a street performer slash comedy festival. Don't know exactly the location yet, oh, but... Fun. Uh, Alex uh, Bay, July in the middle 16th, of the water. 18th, I think, like 19th, maybe, somewhere right around that weekend. I don't awesome, know exactly man. the dates because, again, if you're up there and you're listening and you want us to come to your house and tell jokes, we will do that. Just <laughs> so, assaulting some poor us. old people at their campground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it's going to turn into one way or another. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are you eating, clams? Listen yeah. to this. Oh, my gosh. How are the muscles today? <laughs> huh? That's great, man. No. Well, I don't have much coming up. I think I have a private show coming up somewhere. Oh, you want to talk about that? Let's announce it. There's no backing out now. Uh, July 31st, uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have Karim, myself, Zach Edwards, Mike Terry. We're going to do a, a show at my house. And so if anybody wants to come, fun. what's the address, Paul? What's the address uh, for 8222 <laughs> Serona Lane. Uh, uh, look for details on a website Play that's New York. built right now called paulwoodcomedy.com. We're going to have details. Oh my God! We're if we if we it. have somebody show up who's like, yeah, I'm a listener from, from yeah, yeah. Sarasota. We drove up for your show. Yeah. I'm gonna die. Yeah. I'm gonna die. I uh, I wanted a headline uh, before I left Syracuse. Um, uh, didn't have a lot of restaurants and bars beating down my door for mm. it. So I said, let's uh, let's do it in my backyard. So. Hopefully it doesn't rain on July thirty first. Where are you going? I am. Uh, we're moving Atlanta. to Atlanta. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good we're lord. Be moving, uh, probably mid late late mid August somewhere in that range. Okay. And What's Zach, in Atlanta? Yeah. What? What's in Atlanta? Uh, well, it's a major city uh, to mm-hmm. pursue comedy. Uh, okay. And some kind of involvement in production of television, things like that. I want to sure. get involved. There you and go. Uh, my wife and I are sick of the snow, you know, like we just want to move to a city. Sounds that good. Sounds more enjoyable. Sure. So all those things where you're like, get over there. why would somebody trip. want to pursue a career in this sad, depressing world? I, was I like, hear it. Trade the snow <laughs> for suffering infrastructure and racial tension. Good luck, Paul. Yeah, man. I can't wait to. Yeah, I, I met somebody who lived in Atlanta for a while. I was at a, like outside of Boulder in uh-huh. um, Rochester. And I, I know his name's Joseph. I can't remember his first name. Uh, I met him once, and we were. He was like, "Oh, Atlanta, man, it's a good place." And uh, and then uh, I I asked later about another mic to go to, and I was like, "Well, is that a mix mic?" And he was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> <laughs> like both races. I was like, "No, no, no. I mean music, and, music and comedy." <laughs> I love it, man. Is that a mixed mic? That's a normal question in Georgia. That's why he thought it was possible. I only go to colored zone. I'm going to watch all of Childish Gambino's uh, uh, Atlanta before I go. Uh, There you go. Yeah. And, uh, Make sure yeah. you give people a note saying you did that. So I know, that way you be welcome like, Yo, into I the community. Two. Yeah. I saw season two. I'm fine. I'm yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys gave your dates. And I'm glad Paul's going to Georgia. And the theme song is playing. That is your caption. That is your subtitle right now, RJ. The theme oh, song yeah. is playing. Oh, good. It's over there if you want to hear it. Yeah, sure. Can you sign that for us? <sighs> In Spanish? <laughs> no. Look at that. All right. So this has been Deep Homie Guide to 21st Century, July 6th, 2021. RJ McCarthy, P. Daddy Woods, Karam Anthony. We're here in the beautiful city, sweltering city of Syracuse, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for coming on, RJ. Thank you. I appreciate you guys.